Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job gives us some tips on coming clean with God. We get into life, and life gets us dirty. We get ourselves pretty dirty. The Bible tells us that there's no one that exists on the face of this earth that does not have spiritual mud on their soul. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, the world is full of differences, light and dark. If you're in Chicago, the Bears and the Packers, <laughs> insert your local team's name here. Uh, hot dogs with ketchup and without Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, Republican, Democrat. You see where I'm going here, Mark? <laughs> I do. And you failed to mention uh, socks and cubs because, oh, yes, you yeah. know, there's a big contrast there <laughs> oh, as well. Of course. <laughs> but, you know, First John is really about contrast as well. And uh, what John brings out is the contrast between light and darkness. Mm -hmm. Uh, What it looks like to be a follower of Jesus contrasted to what it looks like to walk in the world. And this is a powerful uh, challenge to us to walk as light in contrast to the darkness. Well, let's get started with the message right now. It's titled Coming Clean. Here's Mark Job. Now, as we jump into 1 John, I want you to know a little bit about who wrote 1 John. Obviously, it's pretty self-explanatory that it was John, the apostle, that wrote the book of 1 John. But, you know, there's several Johns in the New Testament, right? There's John the baptizer. Well, this is not John the baptizer. John the baptizer was a second cousin to Jesus. How many of you knew that? Okay, John the Apostle is actually a first cousin to Jesus. John and James were brothers. Just a couple things I want you to understand. So, John the Apostle wrote five books in the, in the New Testament. He wrote the Gospel of John. He wrote 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. And he also wrote the book of Revelation. Uh, John is the one who... His mother was Salome. Salome was the sister of Mary, Mary the mother of Jesus. So Mary and Salome were sisters. Jesus was the son of Mary. John and James were the son of Salome, which made them first cousins of Jesus. Tracking with me? John was part of the inner core of the disciples that Jesus had. Uh, Jesus had 12 main disciples, but James, John, and Peter were part of the inner core. Uh, There's a couple of times where Jesus took Peter, James, and John to places where he took no other disciples. Uh, For example, he took them when he rose uh, Jairus' daughter from the dead. He took James and John and Peter there. On the Mount of Transfiguration, he took James, John, and Peter. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying, he took Peter, James, and John. Out of the 12 apostles, history tells us, and we have indication from Scripture, that maybe only John suffered a natural death. All the other apostles were martyred. Some 
Their heads were chopped off. Some were crucified upside down. Some were boiled in oil. I mean, they had a pretty tough job being apostles. But John was the only person, he was the only of the disciples that is believed to die a natural death at old age. So John is writing, his brother James became one of the leaders of the early church. And John was very, very close to Jesus. So as you read 1 John, you're reading the writings of someone that walked very closely to Jesus, that was a, a cousin to Jesus, that heard Jesus, that he describes himself as the apostle that Jesus loved. If you read in 1 John, we're going to be looking at chapter 1 of 1 John, and really this topic is all about coming clean. Coming clean. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you got dirty, like really dirty, and you just wanted to clean up, but it was hard to get clean. Uh, recently, I was uh, four-wheeling down in Tennessee on these, uh, these little four-wheelers that, that kind of go cross-country, and so my boys and I were doing this, and we were kind of going up these hills and, you know, the big tractor wheels that they have on it. And so we got into this little game we were playing and our course were like, my goal was to try to get as much mud as I could on my boys. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of skiing and kind of revving up the wheels and trying to splash mud onto them. But we were caked in mud. I mean, I had mud from top to bottom. I mean, we were filthy in mud, and it took a while to get back to the house that we were at, and so by the time I got back to the house, the mud dried on my head. So I was just filthy, felt like I had caked mud all over my head, all over my face, all over my body, and here's what happens when you get dirty. After a while, when you're dirty, you just want to get clean. How about it? You just want to get clean. I just want a good shower. Now, I didn't want to mess up the people's house because I was so muddy. And so uh, the boys convinced me to go down to the river. And so I went down to the river, jumped in the river with all my clothes on and swam a little bit in there and, and, and got clean because I was so filthy. And then I had to take a shower after that just to get double clean. But there's something about feeling fresh and clean like this is the way I'm supposed to be. How about it? When you're dirty, you feel like it's not the way I'm supposed to be. When you get clean, it feels like, yeah, it's the way I'm supposed to be. Spiritually, it's the same way. We get into life, and life gets us dirty. We get ourselves pretty dirty. The Bible tells us that there's no one that exists on the face of this earth that does not have spiritual mud on their soul. Uh, the mud on our soul, the Bible refers to as sin. The message of 1 John is very simple. If we start reading 1 John, he in essence says in verses 1 through 4, he basically says, the reason that I'm writing this book of 1 John is so that you can have a relationship with God, fellowship with God. The main message is that God is light and there's no darkness in Him. The main problem is that you and I do have 
dirt on our soul that the Bible calls sin. If God is pure and light and we have dirt and darkness on us, then there's a problem. Our dirt and darkness of the soul cannot have relationship and communion and fellowship with the purity of God. So what do we do with this problem? 1 John chapter 1, beginning in verse 5, it says, This is the message we have heard from Him, talking about Jesus, and declare to you. God is light. In Him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with Him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make Him out to be a liar and His word has no place in us. John begins this entire chapter by telling us, and if you look at verse 1, he tells us, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. What John is saying is that he was there. He's talking about Jesus. John was saying, hey, I'm not talking to you about theory here. I'm talking to you about someone that I've seen, I've touched, I've heard, I've walked with. I'm talking to you not about second, third hand information. I'm talking to you about my cousin, Jesus, who I saw, watched, the Son of the living God. Verse 2. The life appeared. The life of who? The life of Jesus. And we have seen it and testified to it. John is saying, hey, I saw Jesus. I saw him do the miracles. I saw the resurrection. I saw Jairus' daughter come to life after she was dead. I saw Lazarus come out of the grave. I saw the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear. I saw Jesus walk on the water. I saw him speak to the storm and calm it. I mean, I'm an eyewitness to all of this. This is not superstitious or legend. This is things that I have seen. I know firsthand. And we proclaim to you eternal life. He said, I've seen it, and now I want you to understand about this life that I've seen. It's eternal life that's through Jesus, which was with the Father, who was with the Father, Jesus, and has appeared to you. If you look at the Gospel of John chapter 1, John is very concerned about letting us know that Jesus was not just a good person, but that Jesus was all God and became all man. In John chapter 1, this is really important. Some people skim over this. But most of the heresy that you find in religious groups that do not follow Scripture or religious groups that have gone errant, uh, religious groups that have gone off track, oftentimes their heresy, their false teaching, their wrong turn revolves around the person of Jesus Christ. 
There are people that believe Jesus was a good example. He was a prophet. He was a good teacher, but he was not the son of God or God himself. There are people believe that he was the son of God, but that he was not God. The Bible's very clear about this. Part of the foundation of Christianity, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to make sure that you know the Christ that you are following. Getting to know the Savior. That's what we're discovering with today's message from our current series, Contrast. You're listening to Pastor Mark Job, and this is Bold Steps. Mark, let's take a moment and talk about the Bold Stepper Weekly, which I, along with many listeners, got in their email box this morning. You were encouraging us to stick with those New Year's resolutions. <laughs> That's right, Wayne. We're in February, and uh, so we're already a month and a half into these resolutions. And they tell us that about this time, 80% of people have already Uh-oh. have already Uh-oh. failed at those resolutions. <laughs> There's a big drop-off about now, isn't there? There is a big drop-off. And, you know, I, I notice at the gym, usually in January, it's just crowded. And about this time, I don't have to worry as much because it starts to go down. But, you know, maybe you've made some commitments even about your spiritual life. And so I want to encourage you uh, to press in. Uh, because habits are the architect of our life. And so if you've made some commitments about getting into the Word or about listening to messages on a regular basis, then I want to encourage you not to be discouraged to once again decide, hey, maybe I've slacked off a little bit, but I'm committing again to those resolutions, especially about your spiritual life so that they can make a difference towards the end of this year. I like that. Habits are the architect of our life. I've never heard that before. Well, the Bold Stepper Weekly is available to everyone who's listening right now. Just go to boldstepsradio.org and sign up for this free email that comes every Monday morning early. Get to stepping in your walk with Christ. Sign up for the Bold Stepper Weekly at boldstepsradio.org. Let's step back into the second half of today's message now. Mark has titled it, Coming Clean. John chapter 1, the Gospel of John, says, In the beginning was the Word, or the Logos, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's speaking about Jesus. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have beheld His glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father. But in essence, what John was telling us is that Jesus existed before He was born in a baby in Bethlehem. He existed before. He's always existed with the Father. God has always been Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God has always existed in the form of a triune God. There has never been a time where it was just God the Father and He decided, well, let me create a Son or let me create a Holy Spirit. The Son is from eternity past. The Holy Spirit is from eternity past. God the Father is from eternity past. There is no such thing of the Father without the Son or the Son without the Father or the Son without the Holy Spirit. God has always been a triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's why when we baptize people, we baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three distinct persons, yet one in nature. Difficult to understand, a mystery to us, yet this is what Scripture teaches. 
Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one. This is really important for us to understand because if you don't understand that, then Christianity does not make sense when it comes to the washing of your sins and when it comes to having a right relationship with God the Father through Jesus the Son. So he goes on to say, this life appeared, we've seen it, and we proclaim to you eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. Verse 3. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also, here's why John is writing this book. We proclaim to you what we've seen and heard so that you also may have, here's the word, fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and His Son Christ. We write this to make your joy complete. In essence, John is saying, I'm writing these things so that you can have fellowship with God. Now this word fellowship is a little bit of a strange word. How about it? I mean really, in your regular vocabulary or apart from religious vocabulary, how often do you use the word fellowship? You use the word hangout, my friend, relationship, my buddies. But seriously, do you say, I'm going to the bar to have fellowship with my friends? I don't hear that. Unless you're in a religious context. Oh, I'm going to go to the Sox game and have fellowship with a few people at the Sox. No, we don't use that language. But it is a very powerful word. The word in the Greek, which is what this book was written in, the New Testament Greek, the word is koinonia. The ancient Greek word koinonia speaks of sharing, communion, common bond, and life. It means a close relationship. Uh, people that share things in common. A brotherhood. More than an acquaintance. Uh, sometimes we use the word very casually and some people say, well, we're going to the fellowship hall. And some of you have the idea of fellowship is I'm hanging out in the foyer of the church with a cup of coffee, talking about the bulls and, and the weather and what's going on. And you said, I was just fellowshipping with the brothers. And, and, and I understand what you're saying. But this word is much deeper than hanging out over a cup of coffee, shooting the breeze about the weather. This is about sharing a bond that's deep, partnering, opening up your life, sharing life together. John says, I'm writing these, this letter to you so that you can have this deep, powerful relationship with God. Not just so you can know about God, but so that you can walk with God, experience God, live with God, fellowship with Him, share life with Him. He says, I want you to have fellowship with God. And I'm writing this entire letter so that you can have fellowship with God. Here's what I've discovered over the years, that a lot of people know about God like we know about the president. And you believe in God like you believe in the president. You know facts about God like you know facts about the president. You feel like you know God because you've heard about him and heard stories about him like you've heard about the president and seen his speeches on TV and watched what he does. But in reality, you don't really know him. 
Many people have a relationship with God like we have with a figure that we know about, but we really don't have a relationship. We confuse knowledge about God with relationship with God. The great majority of the people I believe that are religious, if you were to ask them, do you have a relationship with God, they would confuse knowledge about God with relationship. John is saying, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you have the ability, the right, to have fellowship with God. A deep, intense, powerful relationship with God Almighty. And John says, I'm writing this book so that you can have fellowship with God that way, and I write this to make your joy complete, because when you have that kind of relationship, your joy is going to be complete. So he goes on to explain the problem, and I've mentioned it to you already. The problem, he says, is this. The problem is that God is light, and we walk in darkness, and there's a problem of sin. If God is light, and there's purity in Him, uh, the, the technical religious word for it is holy. Holy means that he's set apart like no other. There's no blemish, there's no spot, there's no wrinkle, there's no sin, there's no mistakes that God has ever committed. So God is pure and undefiled. Yet we are defiled and impure. In Romans it tells us that we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no not one. All of us have blemishes in our soul. All of us have stains. All of us carry sin. All of us have disobeyed God. All of us have missed the mark. So God is holy. We are unholy. God says, I want to have fellowship with you. I want to walk with you. I want to have relationship with you. But there's a problem. A holy God cannot interact with unholy people. So what do we do about the problem? What is the solution to having fellowship with God and John addresses it right now and if you're taking notes I want to give you three steps to coming clean and wrong thinking that keeps us stuck out of fellowship with God first of all write this down number one if you want a relationship with God you have to begin to live in the light a wrong thinking is we say we have a relationship with God, but we still live in darkness. We're discovering how to live right for God, and that's what we're learning today on Bold Steps with our Bible teacher, Mark Job. We'll continue this fundamental lesson on tomorrow's program, but if you'd like to find more teachings from Mark or simply learn more about the Bold Steps ministry, be sure to visit us online at boldstepsradio.org. Hey friends, today we have the great honor of sitting down in the studio with a very special Moody graduate, Dr. Gary Chapman. Gary, you've created quite a legacy and had quite an impact with your book, The Five Love Languages, that has helped countless couples grow closer together. But you also have a book that helps us grow closer to God. Yeah, that book is entitled, God Speaks Your Love Language. <laughs> and I, I wrote it because people had asked me, what is God's love language? And I read again the scriptures and found out, hey, God speaks all five of these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is wonderful. But I also started looking about you know, how we can enhance our relationship with God. And just by nature, I think, if uh, physical touch is our love language, for mm-hmm. example, 
We're the kind of people just by nature, we raise our hands and worship God. We get on our knees when we pray. I mean, physically, we're involved with God, you know. And I think if people look at their love language and look at the way they normally worship God or love God, they're going to find there's a tremendous parallel there. It's a fascinating study. I love it. So there you go. I highly recommend that you get this book, God Speaks Your Love Language, especially if you're saying, I want to get closer to God and understand the language that I can express best my love to God. really is a great book, and we'll send a copy right to your door when you give a financial gift to support this ministry. Call 1-800-DL-MOODY. That's 1-800-356-6639. Or request a copy of this Bold Step gift online at boldstepsradio.org. You can also send your gift and request the book in the mail. Simply address a letter to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Now, when you choose to give a financial gift of $30 or more each month, we'll add your name to the growing list of people we call Bold Partners. A Bold Partner is someone who partners with us financially so that listeners across the country can continue to hear the life-changing message of the gospel. To sign up today... Just go to boldstepsradio.org. And then, did you know that there are a variety of ways you can listen to this daily program? You can find us on your local radio station, or you can catch this program on your podcast app. And on our website, you can even share Mark's message with someone who might need to hear it right now. To learn more about all the different ways you can hear these Bible messages, just go to boldstepsradio.org. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Be sure to listen tomorrow because we'll continue this message on Coming Clean. Learn how walking in the light requires a change in our hearts, minds, and attitudes as we continue our series titled Contrast. That's coming up Friday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.